Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is my sufficiency. That was what David told the king when he told him, this man had always been an army from his youth. What will you use? Wear my robe. Fight this battle. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I am a shepherd. When I face the lion, I destroy them. This is one of the lions. And God, who is our agony chamber one, is here to destroy every lion roaring over your life in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the devil come like a roaring lion seeking for who to devour. He will not divorce this year in Jesus' name because we serve the agony chamber one, the lion that defends. That is the title of our song this morning. Listen and be blessed. Amen. You're the beauty of my life. There is no one else like you. Like you. You're the beauty of my life. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Come on, can I get a witness in the house? Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. If you know you're going to break for this morning, as the morning light, come on, just give Jesus a shout. Glory. You turned my life around. You gave me victory. You're the leaf to rock my head. The wind beneath my wings. You turned my life around. You gave me victory. Let's dance. You're the beauty of my life. Oh, the wind beneath my wings. Oh, You can't be sitting down and doing this song. I don't know. You can join us. Agune Chamber means God the defensive lion. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise. Oh, sing Agu, 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 Chamber, Agu, 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 Agu,
Aku Aku You're the lifter of my head You made me smile again Aku Aku For your grace, oh God, you took the pains away, and you made me smile again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I do, 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 Come and give Jesus a shout! Hallelujah! Glory! You deserve, you deserve all my praise. You deserve, you deserve, you belong deserve all my praise. Just the voice. Let's say together. Agu. The Lord wants to hear you. Agu ne chamber one. You're the beauty of my life. There's no one else like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together one more time and appreciate God? That's a good combination. Starting from uh, Ekong to Thank God to Samis Demola and then the choir. Can we put our hands together one more time? You know, the Spirit of God is one. You know, when I was to lead, I sang Igbo song. And then when they were singing, they started with uh, Agu, the chamber one. Hallelujah. Amen. So maybe we'll sing more Igbo songs today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 58. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 58, I'll read verses 1 to 7. And I'm also going to read Matthew chapter 6, 
verses 16 to 18. I'll be following up from where I stopped last week. Isaiah chapter 58 from verse 1 to 7. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people a transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen it. Why have we been af- why have we afflicted our souls? And you take no notice. In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strike and debate and to strike with the feast of wickedness. You did not fast as you do this day to make the voice, your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the, to the Lord? Verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Matthew chapter 6. 16 to 18. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, Anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Verse 18. Okay, that's 17 and 18. Okay. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the King of glory, the King that installed all kings, Obatum for Baje, the Eze one that installed all the Ezes, the Igwe one that installed all the Igwes, the Agune Chamber one. We are privileged to have you speak to us today. And that is why we are asking that you fine-tune our hearts, fine-tune our ears to receive from you in the name of Jesus. You mean what you say, and you say only what you mean. When you say no, no one can say yes. When you say yes, no one can say no. You are the king of glory, the Lord of lords, the one that has the final say concerning any of us. Speak to our lives today. Speak to our lives today. Instruct us today in the mighty name of Jesus. 
together with the speaker and the hearers, that will not leave this place today the same way we have come in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be your name, O Lord. We ask with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, we started on what I call the private discipline that brings public reward. The private discipline that brings public reward. And we started looking at the issue of fasting. And I said, simply put, fasting is the abstinence from food and water coupled with deliberate meditation on God's word and prayers for the purpose of attaining physical and spiritual blessings which accomplish such spiritual discipline. In other words, if our fasting is not coupled with meditation of God's word and prayer, it could be starving. It could be dieting. For it to be fasting, the issue of prayers, the issue of meditation on God's word is key and of essence. We also try to give reasons why we should fast. And basically, we looked at the issue that there is a king called the stomach. I hope you still remember that we need to dethrone. There is a king called King Stomach that we need to dethrone or else the physical and spiritual blessings that go with fasting will not be able to attain it. So we looked at the example of Esau. How because he couldn't tame King Stomach lost his birthright. We looked at the example of Sodom and Gomorrah which the Bible tells us they were overfed. And because of that they got the anger of God. We also saw the mixed multitude on the journey to the promised land that cried that they have missed the food in Egypt. And God was angry with them. And God said, I will give you food, but you eat to a point that it will come out of your nostrils. And the Bible says, when that happened, thousands of them died on the way to the promised land. And I remember we prayed a prayer that day that I will not eat myself out of my promised land. Can you say that to yourself? Can you say it confidently? Can you say the third time? Hallelujah. Now, I want to continue from where I stopped. Why should we fast? Another reason why we need to fast based on my definition of fasting is that it will aid us to experience the miraculous. Do you want to experience the miraculous? Then add fasting to your prayers, to your meditation of God's word. It will aid you and I to experience the miraculous. You know, Jesus was talking with the disciples in Matthew chapter 17 and in verses 20 to 21, Jesus was rebuking his disciples that they brought someone to them to pray. 
and they couldn't cast out the demons. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew 17, 20, and 21. And I want you to remember that in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, when he was sending out the disciples, has already given them authority. But here, Jesus said, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, can you say however? Can you say however? Can you say one more time? However, I want to pause. However, is a word that joins whatever you have been saying before to what is now to be said before you get to the conclusion of the matter. So Jesus says, if you want to experience the miraculous such that nothing will be impossible unto you, yes, you need faith. But he said, however, so media, let's get back there. So he says, however, what must we do? This kind does not go out. Except by what? Prayer and what? Hey, you are no more talking. Except by what? Except by what? So Jesus, he said, yes, you need faith. And you know it's easy for you. Yeah, I claim it by faith. It's easy to pray. But he's saying, couple it also with the discipline of prayers. Say, and nothing will be impossible unto you. So let's understand why we've got to fast. Alongside with our prayers. Alongside with our meditation of God's word. And by the way, in this passage in Matthew 17 that we read, who was talking there? Eh? No, the way you are saying you are not sure. Who was talking there? Are you sure? Let me ask your neighbor, are you sure who was talking in Matthew 17? What did your neighbor say? Eh? Jesus. Jesus was talking. So Jesus said, how be it? However, so it's important for us to note that Jesus does not waste words. So if he has said it, he meant it. Do you want to experience the miraculous? Fast. No. Pray. Yes. Have faith. Yes. But couple it also with what? Yes. Or renounce. Couple it with what? Shout it at the top of your voice. Couple it with what? Fasting. And do you know one thing I found out? Now, this is uh, New King James Version. If you read media, give me NIV. Matthew 17, and then you find out something. 20. Now, look at how, Matthew, how it's put in the NIV and some translations. You'll find that the issue of how be it, talking about prayer and fasting, is omitted. Can you see it there? Hmm? He replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as the mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And it, that phrase, how be it by prayer and fasting, is off. Now, 
I won't want to go into the theological interpretation. My wife teaches Bible introduction. She's an expert on that. So, if you want to know that, come to Bible school. She will teach you in year one. Hallelujah. But where I'm going this morning is, that's why some of us, when we read other translations, in fact, when you read your NIV, you see verse 20. The next thing you see is verse 22. You will see verse 21. And that's why a lot of us, when it comes to the issue of fasting, and majorly most of the other translations, that's the way it is. So we feel where the issue of fasting, you know, is not something important. It's not that uh, what you should put in the front burner. Hello? So all of you are saying, I no longer fast Jesus. Fast for me, I lie you. Ah, some people used to sing it. I no longer fast Jesus. Fasted for me. Hallelujah. So if you want to experience the miraculous with your faith, add prayers, and then couple it with what? Yes, or more fasting. Look at the example of Hannah. You know, when we read 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 7 to 8, the Bible tells us, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 7 to 8, say, so it was year by year when they went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, that is Belina provoking Hannah. Therefore, she wept, and what followed? She did not eat. Provoked to the point that she would not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, will say to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So, the problem that Hannah was going through also made her to skip food, to bring King Stomach on that subjection. Do you want to experience the miraculous? Exercise faith, pray, but also couple them with what? Couple them with what? Now look at the testimony of Hannah. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 5. She had this to tell us. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 5. Look at what it said. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has born seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. That was the testimony of Hannah. He says, look, God did the miraculous. They taught and barren. But look, God has given me a perfect number. Hallelujah. And I decree, as we wait upon the Lord, as we pray, every closed womb under the sound of my voice, they shall be open. I said they shall be open in the name of Jesus. What God did for Hannah, he can do for us. So what we are saying is simple. When you have a task ahead that looks like an impossibility, as you exercise faith, as you pray, couple it also with fasting. And as Hannah testified, I prophesy to your life, you shall testify also in the name of Jesus. I say you shall testify also in the name of Jesus. Let me give you one more, one or two more examples. You want to experience the miraculous? 
add to your faith and prayers fasting. We got the example of Esther. The Bible tells us when Mordecai saw that Haman was trying to do to the Israelite and sent a message to Esther, there is a problem at hand. There is this decree to, to eliminate us and finish us. Do something. And after going back and forth, look at what Esther said. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. The Bible has this to tell us. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. The Bible says Esther and the Jews pray Hannah's plan failed. He was hanged. No. Go. Gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days. Night and day. My mates and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. There was an impossible task ahead. There is a law. You don't go to the presence of the king except he calls you. But this is also another challenge. If I don't act now, we are all going to die. And Esther took up that challenge. Pray. But don't just pray. Couple it with fasting. I will go to the king. I know it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Faith. Couple with prayer. And with what? Fasting. And in chapter 7 of that same book of Esther, verse 10. The Bible has this to tell us. Esther and the Jews prayed. Haman's plan failed. He was hanged in the gallows he made for Mordecai. Esther and the Jews prayed. Haman's plan failed. And he was hanged in the gallows he made for Mordecai. I read it one more time. Esther and the Jews prayed. Haman's plan failed. He was hanged in the gallows he has made for Mordecai. I prophesy to someone, every wicked plan to destroy you shall fail. Every wicked plan to destroy you, physically, spiritually, business-wise, financially, they shall fail. In the name of Jesus. But let's understand. These people that we are reading about them. They exercise faith. They pray. They also couple it with fasting. All I'm trying to pass down the line. Thank God is a time that we are waiting upon the Lord. So we understand what we are going through. And what we believe God for. So that this time we are spending in God's presence. Will not be a time wasted. So are you under the sound of my voice? You are expecting the miraculous. I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what, what you desire of God this year. And there are some of them that are daunting you on the face. Exercise faith. Pray. Couple it with prayer. And as we are reading this testimony, we shall hear your testimony. I say we shall hear your testimony in the name of Jesus. So one of the reasons why we've got to fast is for us, you and I, to experience the miraculous. 
Amen and amen. Why should we couple our faith and prayers with fasting? It is because it will give us a thrust for fulfilling our, design, our divine assignment. Every one of us, if you are a child of God, there is a divine assignment that God has for you. And for you to be able to burst into it and have a fulfillment, you need faith, you need to pray, you've got to couple it also with fasting. Can I hear amen? amen. Hey, I can't hear you. But I say amen. Let me show you some examples in the scripture. Now, let me start by saying that every assignment starts by knowing what the will of God is for you. Every assignment starts by knowing what's the will of God for you. So when Paul was writing to the Roman Christians... In Romans chapter 12, look at what he tells them from verses 1 and 2. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So he was talking to brethren. Who was Paul talking to? Hey, talk back to me. Who was Paul talking with to? Brethren. Say, I beseech you. I urge you. I plead with you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So, we've got to present this body as a living sacrifice. But it is a body that is disciplined. Not a body that is just ready to do whatsoever he likes. Not a body that is given to pleasure. You know in Isaiah chapter 58 that we read, he said you are fasting. And you are still living in your pleasure. So it's a body that is disciplined. And then he goes on to say, and do not conform to this world. So it's not a body that is ready to conform, to conform to the world. Remember that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Hello? That's what the Bible tells us. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. So we are not to conform to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect we of God. So it is presenting our body in a way that is not conforming with the world. That we are able to know as our mind is renewed what is a ac good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So, as we go through 2020 and we are praying and maybe there are some things you are believing God for. As you Go through this fasting time and you bring this body under subjection. Let's understand that God can speak to us. He has been speaking from time past. He's still speaking now. So we've got to listen. But the body needs to be put under subjection for you to hear. Hallelujah. That is how you can fulfill your divine assignment. Look at the example of Apostle Paul. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, we all know the story of Paul, of Saul, as he went on that journey to go and persecute the church. Look at what the Bible tells us that happened on that journey. Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, and I read from verse 7. Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, I read from verse 7. The Bible says, and the men who journeyed with him, they stood speechless. Hearing a voice 
but not seen anyone. Then Saul arose from the ground and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Hey, are you still with me? But they led him by the hand and brought him to where? And brought him to where? And look at verse 9. And he was three days without sight. And what? And what? And what? Neither ate or drink. Let me stop there. Three days. Neither ate nor drink. You know, some of us, if they tell us, let us fast. Three days, no food, no water. Some of us will crumble. Now let me ask you Did Pop, I saw, did he plan for this one? Eh? Did he plan for it? So you better discipline your body So that you don't get to a situation Where by force by force (laughs) Even when you don't like it You go through this experience God has to force him to go through this because he has been troubling the church. And God said, because you have troubled the church, this is how I'm going to start with you before I send you my message. Can you tell your neighbor? Three days without food and water won't kill you. Hey, some of you are not. Look at your neighbor, squirrel on the face. Tell him, oh, three days without food and water won't kill you. Some are, some are afraid though. Eh? Some are even doing like this. <laughs> Can you see what King Stomach is doing? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So, when God wanted to deal with Saul, it started with him with the issue of fasting. So let's finish that story. Verse 10. Now, there was a servant disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here am I, Lord. So, the Lord said to him, Arise, go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's doing what? He's doing what? I want you to keep putting together the issue of praying fasting. Behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man called Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him. So that he might receive his sight. You see, when the body was put under subjection, he was able to have divine revelation. You know, he had an encounter with God. From day one of his encounter with God, when the body had been put under subjection, while he was praying, you know, I asked myself, what sort of prayer is praying. I don't know. But I believe that God has taken charge. Because you know he has been persecuting the church. So what sort of pray, prayer is praying that I don't know. But I know a transformation has taken place by what happened to him because the first thing that that light did was to knock him down. Bam! Who are thou, Lord? You know he was still speaking with his pride. But he's already on the ground. We must bring every pride to the ground. What do I say? He was sitting, who are thou, Lord? But he's on the ground, though. And God said, I'm the Lord Jesus. You can't kick against the prick. Realize it. Eh? Anybody that kicks against the prick will wound himself. Anybody who kicks against the prick will wound himself. 
So that made him to know, ah, I should not go the way of destroying myself. But while he was praying, God showed him a vision. Ananias is coming. He will lay his hands upon you and you will see. May I ask you? Don't you think Saul will be looking for Ananias? Come, oh, Ananias, come. Not be so. That was the beginning of God's assignment for him. So let's understand there is a place of prayer. There is a place of fasting. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Let me go a step further. When, Paul, when God was to talk to Peter and was to send him to the Gentiles, what is it that happened? Turn with me with your Bibles to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, and I want to read from verse 9. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, and I want to read from verse 9. The next day, as they went on their journey, and they drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to do what? To do what? Peter went to pray. And it's about the sixth hour. That's about 12 noon. He went to pray. The next verse. Then he became very what? Talk back to me, church. He became what? And wanted to do what? But why they made it ready? So while he's still waiting, I'm going to eat. What happened? He fell into a trance. Let's continue. And saw heavens open. And an object like a gray sheet bound at the four corners. Descending to him and let down to the earth. The next verse. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth. Wild bears, creeping things, and birds of the air. Next verse. We are going to verse 20. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And a voice came to him. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so long, for I have never eaten anything. Come on, unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done how many times? How many times? And then the object was taken up into heaven again. Why Peter was still wondering within himself what this vision which he has seen man. Behold, the man who had been sent from Cornelius had made the inquiry of Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. Media. We are going to verse 20. While Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Chapter closed. Let me ask you, if the spirit has not spoken to Peter, will you follow them? Lila. But in the place of prayer, in the place of not eating, God was able to assess him. There is something I want to do. I want the Gentiles to hear the gospel. And I want you to go and be the one. You are championing circumcision. But you are the one I'm going to send. So God gave him a trance. And he argued with God. And while he was wondering, let me, when he was wondering as to what happened in that trance, will he remember to eat? Food is food. The issue of food has not come. Bringing the body under subjection. Do you know that was what made the Gentiles to be co-opted in into the gospel? Such that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which the Jews thought is their birthright, was now made available 
to the Gentile. So it was the Peter who was talking about, I'm a champion of circumcision. When they met in the council of elders, according to Acts of the Apostles 13, was the one that said, no, me, I wouldn't have gone to go and minister to them. But what I saw, I now know God is no respecter of persons. The same Holy Spirit he gave to us, the circumcised, he gave also to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. That was the assignment. And prayers, abstinence from food, played a prominent role. Can I give you one or two more examples? Jehoshaphat was to face an army too strong for him physically. What did he resort to? Fasting and prayers. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, let's see verses 2 to 4. Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 2 to 4. The Bible says, Then some came and they told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazan Tamar, which is engaging. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from God. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. A great multitude came. He knew he has no power to deal with them. What did he do? To seek help from God. To pray. And what did he do? He coupled his prayer with what? Hey, you are no more talking. With what? We fasting. What did God do? Go down to verse 13. Now, all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, they stood before the Lord. Did you see that? Verse 13. All Judah, with who? Hey, talk back to me, sure. With who? And who? And who? They stood before God. That's one of the things that we need to learn as parents. And I thank God for our brother who led prayer meeting this morning. He says there are some of us when it's time for our child to, to rise up and pray, we say he needs to sleep a little more. He needs to sleep a little more. Say you are spoiling that child. When he's supposed to wake and pray, wake him up or wake her up to do what? To pray. He can go back and sleep later. Hmm? Look at the way parents are looking at me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With their little ones. With their little ones. There are a lot of us. Say, he's too small. He cannot fast. Who told you? Hello? Those who understand Yoruba will interpret that well. So let's teach our children from childhood what it means to fast. Let me interpret what I said. You know, our other brothers there, hmm? you know, they came from Abraham too, only that uh, they are of the bondage woman. From childhood, they would teach their children how to go to Ali, Basata. And they keep shouting. They may not know the meaning of what they are saying, no. But it is, Ali, ba, sa, ta. If you don't cram it, you see the imam using K. Ah! That's how they teach their children from childhood. But those of us, say, he's too small. May the Lord forgive us. I say, may the Lord forgive us. So let's teach our children. What I'm saying is, when Jehoshaphat called all Judah, their young ones, their wives, the children, everybody stood before the Lord. And because he said they should fast, I believe those children too were fasting. 
Look at what happened. Verse 14. Then the spirit of the Lord came unto Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jerah, the son of a Levite, of the son of Asa, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, don't say the Lord to you. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Look at what God said. They will surely come by the accent of seas, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and seal the salvation of the Lord, which is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I prophesy to someone, every great multitude that will rise against you this year, they shall fall before you. I said they shall fall before you. So please pray. Put faith to action. Couple it also with fast. One other thing I saw in this passage of scripture. God revealed to Jehoshaphat. He said this great multitude. This is the way they are coming from home. This is how they will come. Every secret of your enemy, God shall expose them. Every secret by which they want to harm you, he shall be exposed in the name of Jesus. Let's understand in the place of prayers, in the place of fasting, we can have revelation of victory. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to stop here. There are some other things I'll continue next week. But let me say this as I wrap up. The issue I have tried to pass across, I'm just trying to answer one question. Why should we fast and pray? And I'm talking about it under the concept of it's a spiritual discipline, but it will give us a reward outside. Hannah prayed in the closet. But when the result came, everyone that cared to listen, they had. When the victory of Jehoshaphat came, everyone that cared to know, they knew. Because that victory was awesome. Do you want to experience the miraculous? We saw Jesus telling his disciples, this cannot be except by fasting, except by praying and fasting. I want to round up and say, these things I'm talking, yes, we have read it in the Bible. And I prayed for you, you'll be the next to testify. I said, God will give you your own testimony. But let me share my own testimony. Some of you know it. Why am I preaching today? You know, I told you that you have an assignment. That's why you must not fail. Whatever is God's assignment for you this year, may you fulfill it. I say, may you fulfill it. Why am I preaching today? I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to preach. It's not in my... It's not in my curriculum at all. But you see, that's why it's good to have fathers in the Lord. Mentors who can give advice. And that's why I talked on Friday. I said in the church, there are some people that it is my pastor. It is our pastor. It is the pastor. And those three things mean three different things. But if you have those who will see you and say, my pastor, 
they will be able to tell you some secrets. They will be able to give you advice. Even when it's tough and hard. Because there is a link. And there are some of them that God has brought across my way. You know, thank God of Papa Shibanjo of blessed memory now. He died last year. Is someone, like I used to say, didn't go to school. But I was privileged of God to learn some few things under him that has helped me in ministry. Because he was down to earth. He will call us and say, look, these are things that people may not talk outside, but you are my children. And he will pour it down. They have helped me in ministry. So one of them is Reverend Adebayo Adebisi. When he became district overseer for Shumulu district. I was just in the pastoral line. I was still lecturing in Yaba College of Tech. And he called me one day. He said, oh, come. God has spoken to me. I need a resident pastor. And you are the one. But go and pray. So I asked him. I said, okay, is he full-time? Or part-time. I'm confessing my sins. So. I say, is it full-time or part-time? Because I know what full-time pastors are going through. I have worked in the treasury. So I know. And the man looked at my face. Say, full-time of course. I said, okay, I get locked by the right. Let me go and pray. Uh, don't push me to this one. Let me go and pray. Because... My head was calculating a lot of things. Before then, I've gone to do interview in Chevron. Past the first stage, past the second stage, is because I didn't know who I need to know that they edged me out at the last stage. They didn't pay me. And the person I know, to, I went to go and find out for me, said, uh, they edged you out. He told me the reason. So, I've been eyeing oil money. You are laughing at Pastor Abi. <laughs> so, I told him, let me go and pray. And I said to myself, God, you had what Reverend said do. He said that you had. Me to have had. But me, I know I agree. So, Lord, the next three days, no food, no water. Talk, oh, you fail to talk. I'll just go and tell you, God, God didn't speak. Keep your word. Sorry. First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. Third day, in the afternoon, I said, God, this is third day. Six o'clock. <laughs> I will break. So, God, <laughs> thank you. You have not even spoken. <laughs> and I remember vividly, around four or five, you know, I was a bit tired. You know, it was like a trance, so I just slept up. My son, my son, if you are not ready to forsake some things now, don't be ready to gain it in future. Incidentally, the second day when I started fasting, one of my colleagues called me and said, you see, this oil company, they needed a registered surveyor. The uh, human resources manager is the uncle of one of us that we finished from the school. We are having these alumni uh, meetings. So he has spoken to the uncle. All the qualifications they need, they need a BSc, you must be a registered surveyor, you must have this experience. He said, you are qualified. They will advertise, oh, but it's a deal done. Please just bring your CV. Ah! Say, God, why is it that it's around this time? This thing is coming. Eh, I should have gotten this job before I got talk. <laughs> so when I was praying, I said, God, I got an invitation. I've not given the CV because I want to conclude this matter first. But you fail to speak now, I will go and give the CV out. So when God said, My son, my son, if you are not ready to forsake some things now, don't be ready to gain it in future. Ah! As I woke up, I know that one does not need interpretation. I know the interpretation. Ah! 
I wept. The oil money don't go again. Hallelujah. But today, I'm not regretting it. I say today, I'm not regretting it. Today, I'm not regretting it. Listen to me, church. Let's understand that we have an assignment. A divine one. That's why you are living. That's why you are a child of God. Can you take time to ask of God? Seek his presence. Let him give you a direction. You know, like we've been praying. God to teach us to make profit and to lead us in the way to go. So that at the end of the year, and at the end of our lifetime, all together, we'll be able to look back and be able to say, thank God. Like Paul said, I've fought a good fight. I've run this race very well. And a crown of glory is awaiting me. I pray for someone. That shall be your testimony. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Can you just ask the Lord to grant you grace? As you go through the journey of 2020. That you'll be able to go through this spiritual discipline. And you will not miss your reward. Can you open your mouth and talk to the Lord? In the name of Jesus. As the Lord in every area where God will want you to put this what you are hearing this first few uh, Sundays of the year that you'll be able to put it to practice. Ask the Lord to strengthen you to be able to bring the body under subjection. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, thank you for your word this day. Thank you for the entrance of your word gives life. Father, with the light of this word, we will walk in 2020. We shall not fall, we shall not stumble in the name of Jesus. By the light of this world, we shall enjoy all that God has set for us this year in the name of Jesus. We declare that we are overcomers by the power of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Continue with us in this service. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the people of the Lord say...